NBC's Navajo family are going to help us worship this evening. So would you welcome them? I like the, I like the song. I want us to begin, um, let's center, uh, let's uh, begin with our prayer, and then we'll worship together. So say it with me. Hear my Lord, restore me. One more time. Hear my Lord, restore me. And now let's pray it. Hear my Lord, restore me. Make that true in every part of our lives. Thank you for making it possible. Amen. Good evening. Yat eh. Try it with me. Yat eh. That means hello in Navajo. We thought we'd bring you uh, a typical reservation Navajo service. As you can tell, we introduced our people to you and we have a couple of our artifacts here that are dear to us. Some of them were, um, the, the rugs were woven by our grandmothers, uh, like how it was on the video. But we just thought we'd welcome you to a, a service, uh, a typical service that um, happens at home. It was through the Church of the Nazarene that brought my family personally to Jesus. And we believe that God has called us here as well. To, to serve our people and also all those who are in need of a Savior. Let us open up with prayer. And we'll... Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. We love you so much. We invite you tonight, God, and as we worship you and praise you and lift your name we remember God of when that day when you reached down your hand for us and we celebrate tonight we celebrate um, with Lord Jesus your people your children as one body one church and we thank you God thank you for Sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on that cross for our sins. That we may today ex experience this freedom, this life, Lord Jesus. It is only through you. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. We'd like just to share a quick testimony of what is God has done in our life. I grew up, I grew up um, on the Navajo Reservation, and my father was a minister all my life. But my testimony goes beyond that. When God first came into my family, and if it wasn't for uh, my grandmother who gave her heart to Jesus Christ in the hospital, about to lose her daughter. No other hope. They tried everything else. It was until Jesus, they tried Jesus Christ. And, her, and it was through that, that time in the hospital, her daughter was saved. And from then on, she, she um, followed Jesus. And it was then, and from there on, ripple effect. 
from there, my father became a Christian, and and I and I became a Christian later on. So, uh, just thank God for how He He works through the missionaries and how Jesus came to the reservation, and now I have this hope in Jesus today. I'm Sasha, and I just want to say that the Lord. Um, came into my heart when I was nine, nine years old and he brought restoration and healing my life from being exposed to an alcoholic family, um, domestic violence, um, having a single mother and having to grow up fast. But the Lord is good. He's able to deliver and give us the best freedom we could ever have from any fear, any hurts, any um, shame, any frustrations, disappointments. And he's brought me here and called me to minister to those that have come from broken homes and those that feel like they don't have hope. Um, and they feel like their life is at the worst that it could be. But there is, through God, possible to break that cycle of alcoholism and domestic violence and to prosper through uh, with God and, and on your side. So I'm thankful today that I'm saved and I'm sanctified. Good evening everybody. It's good to be here and um, my name is Ferlin. Uh, for most of you that might not know me, um, if you can do me a favor, look at the person sitting next to you. Just, just glance over and not too long, but. Um, <laughs> and you might know that person, and you might not know that person. Um, and, but what I know is, you know, that person that you just glanced to, if you talk to that person long enough, um, you'll, find, you'll find out that there's a, a story that will emerge from them, a testimony. And um, if you don't know me, my name is Ferlin, like I said, and second year uh, MEC student and majoring in uh, pastoral ministries, um, a youth is where my heart is. Uh, my story is that uh, in November of uh, 2008, I had to uh, endure a, a massive stroke. Uh, it was so severe, deep in my brain, on my right side of my brain, that um, it took my whole uh, smaller, smaller muscles of movements on my left side. Um, and. Uh, so, so, so some of the things that the doctors told my, my, my wife, Danielle, here, and my family was that it was so severe that I was three minutes away from death. If they didn't get to me, that was, I would have been brain dead. Then that still amazes me, I guess. It's still hard to talk about. But, uh, and because of that, but I've, God pulled me through that. I'm here now, and um, there's two things I want to say about that. And uh, the first thing I want to say is that not only do I serve a God that loves me, not only do I serve a God that helps me and protects me, but I serve a God that, um, who helps me overcome anything that um, he, this world throws at you. Whether it's a massive stroke, you know, I'll go limping to Christ, then even if it's a 15-page exegetical, you know, we'll, we'll overcome that too. And the uh, uh, second thing I want to say is that uh, tonight, tonight, um, everybody here, you know, I, I believe in the love that never dies. And I have that love, which my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and I hope that you have that too. Thank you. Good evening, everybody. 
everybody. My name is Danielle. I'm like JC. I was raised in the Church of the Nazarene. I came from a third generation Nazarene, and I just wanted to share my story about my grandmother, how our family came um, to the Church of the Nazarene. When my grandmother was only 26 years old, um, her daughter, her five-year-old daughter, got sick. Um, she knew that her daughter didn't have very long to live, but she tried to save her life. She carried her five-year-old daughter on her back um, 36 miles to the nearest town called Winslow. She got there just in time for the doctors to say that, you know, there's no hope left. And at that time, she carried her daughter out of the hospital. She found, she was looking for any open building, any warm place to hold her daughter. She walked into Winslow Church of the Nazarene and she laid her daughter on the altar. That's the story of where um, my family comes from. My grandmother gave her life to Jesus that day because she had no other hope, no other, no other form of, of love that she's ever felt in her life. But she got that from Christ that day. And just like that, my grandmother's story where it came to a big traumatic entrance into the kingdom. Um, I gave my life to Christ as a small eight-year-old at a camp meeting and, and under an arbor shade on a dirt floor. I gave my life to Christ. But it wasn't until later on in my life that I had recommitted my life and been able to serve in the church for a couple years. Me and Frillin had been in the church serving as youth leaders and I was comfortable serving Christ. I was like, we can do this. We can, we can be youth leaders. We can be here. We can give devotions in the morning. We can be mentors. But God, what I didn't realize at that time was that I didn't realize how big God was in my life, how big he was and how big he wasn't. The morning that Frillin um, collapsed on the bathroom floor, my whole world had collapsed because I realized that I put my trust and my hope in my husband, in my church, in my family. But God brought me that morning when the doctors came into the, to the emergency room and they said, it's not looking very good. Just want to prepare you that tomorrow morning, you might have to tell your kids that their dad is not going to be here. At that moment, I fell to the, to the hospital floor and I recognized that God was mighty, that my God was mighty. I realized for the first time in my life how big God was and what he was capable of. Since that time, my whole life has been committed. My whole life is consumed with Christ and everything God has will for me. Well, my name is uh, Gabriel, if you don't know me. Um, my testimony is similar to JC's, you know, we're cousins and had the same grandparents and um, grew up in the church. Um, you know, he, he was talking about my grandma, and for me, it was more of my grandpa that, you know, really encouraged us. He was, you know, I remember when he got saved, when, you know, he just came into church. Um, he was a drunk and alco alcoholic, and, you know, he just finally came to his knees in a church uh, one Sunday morning and, you know, just changed his life. And, you know, that affected me, um, my parents, um, and also pastors. So. You know, I grew up in the church, yet no, you know, I knew all the rules, I knew all the things to do, all the right stuff to do. Um, there's no real repentance. Um, I kind of just did whatever I wanted to. I, I, was, I played the good kid, I knew what to do, I knew all the rules. Um, you know, it wasn't until high school, um, I was a basketball player back then, and, um, you know, I got really sick one time, and, you know, just, I couldn't play, I couldn't move for about two weeks. 
you know, it was then that, you know, that was the first time I really called out to God. Um, you know, whether you heal me or not, you know, you know, I surrender. I give it all to you. You know, from that time, I've grown a lot. Um, you know, we just, you know, my wife and I, we, um, you know, we just really started getting into the Bible. You know, we were just dating back then. And um, Luke 9 says, if anybody desires to follow after me, you know, he must deny himself. Give, take his cross daily and follow me. And so that's what we're doing. We're just following him. Um, that's why we're here. Hi, my name is Sophia. Um, some of you don't know me, I'm Gabe's wife. <laughs> just to clarify that. Um, unlike it, I grew up in a domestic violent alcoholic family. Um, my, none of my family was really in the church. Um, in fact, I was one of those people who ran from the church. My aunties or grandmas would come try to take me. I'd run out the back door. <laughs> That's the only reason why I woke up Sunday morning was so I wouldn't have to go to church. Um, that was me. Um, I grew up with both my parents drinking. I grew up thinking that I wasn't worth anything because that was just that was just me. Um, I was one of those kids at the school that was dirty and whatnot, and um, it would take teachers to clean me up. Um, I played basketball, that was a big part of my life. Um, that was something that I desired so much, and that was my escape. My escape was that. And my family, my father kind of believed in the Navajo religion, or the Navajo traditions, the Navajo ways, as well as God. And he kind of mixed that, intertwined that to one another where it confused me. So at a point in high school, I decided that uh, I'll just forget this. I don't really care. I'm just going to live the way I want to live and be who I want to be. And that was my choice. And then um, I got invited to a basketball tournament in San Diego, so that's where I went. There's the point where I realized that um, I remember that exact Sunday before we left that tournament, a person told me that God loves me. And God died on the cross for me. And I remember looking in the background when there was oceans and mountains. And I couldn't believe that someone would create that for me. I cried there so hard. And I went home to the same situation. I went home to the same thing with my father beating my mother and the same thing with um, him drunk every night, me not knowing where he's at, and the same thing with my mom. And I went home to that same situation, but I knew something happened there in San Diego because when I came home, I still continued to go to church. My desire was to get to know God even more, and my parents didn't like it. My dad didn't like it. He would always get upset that I would wake up Sunday mornings ever since then to go to church. And then from that point on, I changed my life. I continued to follow God and I continued to do what he wanted for me to do. And here I am. And he's taken me so many places and it's been awesome. That's a small part of my testimony.
overcame by the blood of the Lamb. We thought we'd just share with you just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit of our testimony of what, how God loved each and every one of us, even a Native American nation in the Four Corners area. And you can, as you hear the stories of how it was through our grandparents and that Jesus came and, and the gospel came into our families and and we're here today. Amen. And we're here today because our native, our um, grandparents are slowly fading away, and it's us we're taking up the torch. Say so we're going to continue on to. To deliver the gospel to because there's still so many that need to hear the word of God there's so many that don't know about this Jesus and that's why we that's why we're here that's why God has called us to Nazarene Bible College and I have one more testimony by Raymond and um, Jody they'll share with us a little bit and conclude we're going to share one more song with you testimony on it and then I rushed off from work and I forgot it so I love the Lord tonight because of his faithfulness to us we came here almost six years ago um, having to give up a lot of things to come here Ray had to say goodbye to his horses and just a lot of things because God was telling us to go and the need is great out there, as you saw in the, in the video. Um, but you know, you can tell from all our testimonies here, nobody can tell us this is a white man's God. Because God worked in our lives. He's working in our people's lives. And God is moving out there. You're just going to have to come up and, and see that for yourself. But we um, kind of did things in reverse. We took care of a church for six years, and then God called us to come here. And so we've done a lot of things with our people and seen a lot of them come to the Lord. There's just so many miracles out there, you know, and, and um, we have a heart for our people. We want them to know the Lord. And I didn't take a single class while I was here. I worked all during these years and uh, to put Ray through school. Um, but I learned so much. I took notes during Sunday services. I got a whole bunch of volumes of ideas and I just can't wait to go home and, and um, share this with our people. So thank you for NBC, thank you professors for giving everything you got to our, our future pastors. And we are just dying to go out there and share all the things that we have learned. And so thank you for coming tonight and um, being with us, being in service with us. And uh, God is faithful. He is so faithful. And maybe we, he didn't supply for everything we wanted, but he sure supplied for everything we needed. He never let us down. Thank you, honey. Yeah. 
Dohain Tsigi. You know, um, I became a Nazarene back in 1999. My wife is uh, probably a third generation uh, Nazarene. I grew up in a Presbyterian church. And just like everyone said, I became serious one day um, with the Lord. God just cornered me one day and says, you know, it's either me or not. And I evaluated my life. I evaluated every aspect of my life. And I says, God, I do need you. Come into my life. You know, um, tonight I'm going to just kind of skim through um, just a little speck of um, a, a verse I'm going to read in Navajo. And we do have our own Navajo Bibles. And I like to read from Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. It's real one verse that kind of, kind of uh, focuses in on what we've been saying uh, earlier. It says in our language, in, in an English version, it says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Jesus Christ, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You know, earlier we heard testimonies, and I have a personal testimony. When you saw that slide about the corral and all the sheep, <clears throat> I didn't know when I was, I was probably about six years old, seven years old. I heard sheep with my grandma, my grandpa, and we, they went to church. And little did I know when I sat in the front pew, second row, with my grandparents. And they would discipline me, and I was seven, eight years old. And, you know, on weekends we would go to the sheep camp. And then there, I got a chance to practice church in a sheep corral. And that slide that showed the sheep and all that kind of uh, took my memory back to that moment. And on, on the way to the sheep corral, I would pick up a small, rusty old coffee can. It's open, pick it up, shake the dirt off. And I would have a little uh, coloring book, put it in my arms with that little cup and go to the corral, climb over the sheep corral and you see all these sheep and I will open my little coloring book thinking it's a Bible. This is a seven year old boy and I will open my Bible and I will say, God Jesus Christ and and I would preach to the sheep. <laughs> Seven-year-old boy, a young boy, already in Bible college. Back in 1999, when my wife, when my wife, um, I met my wife, we got married. 95, we got married, and that's when I became a Nazarene. My DS says, you know what, Ray? I want to boost you up to a pastor, a local minister. And man, I got scared. 
But somewhere the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. He says, don't be afraid because I already was training you way back then when you were seven years old. And, I, and I, that kind of lifted up my spirit. I said, yeah, I can do it. But anyway, I got an eye. I, w- I was already being trained. I, I, when I look back at my life, in, in, in those early years, that coffee can was my offering plate. And I would say, Yada di Nis, that means bow your heads. And these little sheep dogs, would, I pretend they are my elders, my ushers. <laughs> and I would walk among the sheep and say, Give it to the Lord, give it to the Lord. Give your offerings to the Lord. And man, it, it was just, I was just in God's church with the animals. No wonder Moses did a good job, you know, going, God took him back to the sheep. He needed to learn a lesson. And, you know, that, that's where I grew up. So when my DS told me, Raymond, I want you to, I want you to, to boost up to a pastor level. First I got scared, but I, that confidence boosted me up. I, I can do it. And within the five years from 1999 to 2005, my wife and I, we, we pastored a church. And we started off with probably 20 people in that little church. And the more I was reverent to his word, the first year was a challenge. <clears throat> it didn't grow. Because where our church sits, we don't have a power line. We don't have plumbing. We just run a generator. But the first year was the, the 20 folks. Then the second year, that's when God started adding people. He spoke to my spirit. Because of your faithfulness, I'm going to add on people. And by the time we left, um, January 2006, we left a congregation of 125 people. And I give all the praises to the Lord. And God, when you are reverent, when your good deeds kick in, God will, be, will manifest His power, His glory, His guidance, His love, His protection, and you'll see it flow through you to the congregation. And, and, and our people, when, when, we're, when I'm done here, my wife and I, we pray, we pray, we say, we'll just let God use us. And I thank the college here, NBC. It's a, a good experience for me personally. I thank all the professors that taught me. I thank all the uh, students that became my friends. I really appreciate every one of you. And I just give all the praise and glory to God. So uh, keep us in, our, in your prayers. Vice versa, we'll keep you guys in prayer. So tonight I'd like to uh, also uh, like to, on uh, that screen, it did say a Navajo phrase. It says, That means God called us. That that's in our language. That means God called us. So tonight, could you bow your heads? And we'll pray, and I believe Dr. Gray's would like to make a, a little announcement. So bow your heads while I pray. God, 
Father, we just thank you. We just honor you tonight. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. God, we thank you for, for our experiences here at NBC. Father, we thank you for those professors that taught us, that encouraged us, that led us, that disciplined us, Lord. Father, we just thank you for their encouragement, for their guidance, and above all, your word and your Holy Spirit, God. Father, we give you all the praise. We thank you, God. We left our hometown, but we're, you're conditioning us, you're molding us here, Lord. Father God, we just want to go back and be with our people and minister to our people. Father, we thank you. Thank you for my, for my younger years. Back then, I just give you all the praise. Now I remember moments and these little things that, that, that did pop up here and there. Is, these are all to glorify you, God. Father, we thank you tonight. We just give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, haven't you enjoyed this tonight? And um, it was my privilege last year to represent the, the college at, at the district assembly. Uh, and, um, and to be there uh, among their people was a, a real treat for my wife and, and, uh, and I. And we appreciate their ministry to us tonight. Haven't you sensed that tonight? God is a big God, isn't He? Yes. And He's doing a great work. And uh, is there anything else here? Is this it? Are the lights going to come back on, or we're going to go out in the dark? Or I'm just kind of waiting. I, I don't. I don't know. Is, is this it? Okay. All right. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your class tonight, and go in His peace. Stay. Stay warm if you can. Here I